What's on the silver screen? I got some takes you wouldn't believe. Welcome to a new episode of Popmos' Film. I'm looking at all three webcams that I have. This is really confusing, but you and the audience are right there in front of me. We are here to talk about a, uh, a very special film that had come out uh, I don't. back in 2009. It is a franchise that I absolutely adore and love. And this is the movie which is called Promethean Orb Evolution, starring, starring uh, Goku, who is also Uzaru. That comes down to Earth to ruin a franchise that's beloved by so many people. And uh, this, I cannot wait to jump on this. This is our last episode of the season. And we have an amazing guest here, Ruth Ann Thompson. Ruth Ann, how are you? Hello. Uh, I'm a little bit enraged right now because I just finished watching the movie. But I'm so excited to be here. Thank you so much for inviting me. Of course. No, I'm like, well... And of course, uh, you know, have, having here is such a, an honor as well, because not only are you a big Dragon Ball fan, as we can see from behind you, but you've also were able to play Bulma. Uh, can you tell us a little bit about that before we get started with the movie? Yes. So I played Bulma in a live action web series by Rowan Underdog, and it was the absolute best. And the actually only other time that I've seen this dog pile of a movie, I almost cursed in the first minute. <laughs> was uh the person i was dating at the time was like oh well you need to see all iterations of bulma to make sure that you like don't copy anything or you get some good ideas i legit walked out of my own house like probably three quarters of the way through because i was just so angry and so much rage in my soul but the web series that I'm in, I absolutely love. And I actually just rewatched it a couple months ago. And uh, it's based on the future Trunks timeline. So we, we chose something that was a little bit easier to make a movie about because there's only the androids <laughs> that look like humans. So we didn't deal with, you know, all of the stuff that any other like Dragon Ball saga would need. Or, you know, we could have just ignored the entire plot line like a uh, Dragon Ball Evolution. Right, exactly. No, thank you so much for being here. And uh, as always, as tradition, we have Josiah with all the production notes. Josiah, what was this? What was this sad excuse for a movie? I'm so sorry I kept talking. No, I. That's for the best. I'm gonna. I'm gonna like basically. This is where I throw a lot of people under the bus for who who made this thing. That's what happens right yeah. now. <laughs> uh, I blame him for everything. Yeah. It's, it's, so it's, it's like not saying here are the people who worked on it. It's like here are the people. Who ruined it? Ruined yeah. it. Yeah, it really is. It really here, like, here are the accused. <laughs> yeah. So uh, Dragon Ball Evolution was released on April 10th, 2009, which is crazy to think. This was like, that makes this like an early summer movie because that's what Marvel does a lot, right? That's their slot for like one of their movies, the early summer slot, April, which is really spring. But in terms of like the, you know, rollout, it's early summer. So this is a, that implies they thought there was something that might happen with this movie. Um, so it had a budget of $30 million and it opened at $5 million, which isn't bad for opening for a movie of that budget. But in the U S it only went on to make $9 million. <laughs> so it didn't even like, it opened at 5 million and then went on to make 9 million. And I rounded these numbers up. So it's slightly less than that. That's way too much um, money. It made <laughs> It made uh, internationally. It did make 56 million, but with marketing it at best, it might've broken even probably not. I'm guessing, but at best. So, 
It was directed by James Wang, uh, who did a lot of television, X-Files in particular, uh, which he mostly is a producer, but he did direct some X-Files. And Final Destination 1 and 3, just uh, a movie about death and destruction, and he did his best to kill a franchise. I actually like Final Destination 3. Oh, no. (laughs) I haven't seen Final Destination 3. I saw Final Destination, like, probably at the time, and then it was, you know, what it was. Not my kind of movie. So If that's the one with the escalator, then that's the one I love because it's so ridiculous. So, I don't know. So, the script was by Ben Ramsey, who has written a lot of, like, random action movies you probably haven't seen. And the weird thing was, so I was looking through his credits, and he wrote something called Black Salt. So, uh, but Black Salt, this short film, so... I've never seen it, but I, it's weird. So I don't know the direct connection, but I know a guy that I, he, I met him once and he like through another friend and he's like a Facebook friend, but he also developed a video game based on this black salt thing. And it's black salt in direction, like a fighting game. So it's just weird that I like, I'm like, whoa, I, I kind of have a backdoor connection to this movie, which this I don't know that not- I want that, <laughs> so, but I know the guy that knows the guy. So we're cool. And I barely know the guy that I know. So <laughs> <laughs> you shouldn't based... know him anymore just FYI yeah. I just don't know him yeah. just at least at least the Facebook like maybe not unfriend but unfollow just mute so, just mute yeah so it is based on Dragon Ball believe it or not I know it does not seem like this movie is based on Dragon Ball but it is but, they, but they're going after Promethean orbs I'm so confused Josiah <laughs> by uh, Dragon Ball by Akira Toriyama which uh, was also he was an executive producer on this by the way um, and it was also produced by uh, Stephen Chow which I didn't realize until I watched it last night. I'm like, it even broke Chow? my heart seeing that name. I was like, are you kidding me, man? Actually, once you're done, I have the whole other story from James Marsters about that. Okay. <gasps> Go on. We'll get, to that. we'll get to that. We'll get to that. So Dragon Ball <laughs> stuff, a little, just a very small snippet of background on Dragon Ball. So it was first serialized from 1984 through 1995 in, was it Jump Shoujin or Shoujin Shonen Jump? Jump. Shonen Jump. Shonen Jump. Shonen Jump. My, I forgive my uh, Japanese here. In 519 chapter uh, chapters and 42 volumes. So the big, and I honestly didn't know about the manga comic book version until very, very recently. But I did watch the cartoon. It was, uh, it aired in Japan from 86. Cartoon. cartoon. I know. Hey, I'm in, we're in America. It's, I, I, it's uh, the <laughs> anime. America. America. <laughs> it means cartoon. Uh, from 86. <laughs> from uh hey my dog is named after an anime so that's true Akira, um, that's awesome so from 1986 through 96 and then to 97 so in the different iterations that was dragon ball dragon ball z and then dragon ball super yep yes so uh yep. the, the various I iterations yep. <laughs> <laughs> i couldn't it's written down it. but i can't no remember other ones right. not even one that's called dragon ball super or dragon ball heroes doesn't exist it's just dragon ball super that's it just Dragon Ball Super. Don't. Dra- I mean, dra- <laughs> and don't. There's another Dragon Ball that's not actually Dragon Ball, so don't even mention it. We'll just move mm. on. Um, <laughs> so, but uh, my the way the way I came into it was so in the mid '90s, I had a paper route. I was a paper boy. Delivered the physical newspaper when those were a thing, and yeah. uh, I would get up early on Sundays. That was you know mostly it was like after school thing. Saturday and Sunday it was early. And Sunday mornings, I would get up early. And the cool thing was where I grew up uh, in Pittsburgh, I just happened to wear a Pittsburgh shirt, not intentional. Uh, but that was when they would air Dragon Ball Sunday morning. So I would watch Dragon Ball Sunday morning in the mid 90s. And I just had no idea what it was. And and I wasn't really like at that point, I'd seen like some anime, but I wasn't super familiar. And so this just like rocked my world in the best possible ways. So that's how I came into it. So let's blame the cast. So it is starring Justin Chatwin, who is uh, Goku. 
Just the chat went like. You know what? Okay, I'm sorry. I, I no. You know what? We're, we're, we'll talk about it in a second. We'll go, yeah, yeah. I'm not. Okay. Please. I'm holding myself back. <laughs> yeah. So like... we can, we'll say those. Like, we're just listing names here. We'll we'll drag them through the dirt, uh, which they did to themselves. Chow Young Fat as Roshi. Uh, Amy Rossum as Bulma. Um, Jamie Chung as Chi-Chi. And also, this now connects us to Sucker Punch, another horrible yep. movie that we watched that we. <sighs> Zack yeah. Snyder. Yeah. Just... Yeah. Why? <laughs> we're, we're also like inadvertently the uh, Zack Snyder podcast. We've because we've we've recorded three movies of his. Just I know in the first we didn't season even, of our and show, it wasn't even intentional. Just happened. We just like yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. They're well, good or bad. They're good movies to talk about. But anyway, uh, it was uh, twenty. <laughs> uh, who else was in it? Jamie Chung, I mentioned, and James Marsders. James Marsders, yeah. Lord Piccolo. So that is it from me. Here's a, here's a fun fact. Randall Duke Kim, who did uh, Gohan, he was actually the keymaker in uh, Matrix Reloaded, and he also vo- voiced uh, Master Uwe in the Kung Fu Panda movies. So, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Hey, thank you for uh, mentioning Kung Fu Panda before I did. So, uh, yeah, I, don't owe, no I don't owe anybody any money. So, <laughs> got you, buddy. Uh, thank you. You owe me $20 now. No. Um, okay, so Dragon Ball Evolution. Uh, Cash grab, definitely just trying to make money easily. I, I definitely think that this... Okay, so I, I don't know. I tried to look this up, and I couldn't find it anywhere. I feel like this is something that... Just for that the studio to preserve the IP of Dragon Ball. But then I also started thinking, I was like, maybe that's just, like, crap. But, no, it was Tim Rothman. Yes, he uh, threw it together as soon as possible so they wouldn't lose the rights for it, and then mm. kept rewriting it uh, up until the day of, pretty much, when they were on set. And kept just changing it and changing it and changing it. Tim Rothman is also the key man who has ruined every single uh, nerd book movie anything. A long time. He kept being like, nobody wants to see Deadpool. He is the reason that uh, X-Men, the third X-Men movie happened at all. Yeah. With all that garbage, like oh, was, so so he's buddy. Oh. He's the he's the Brett Ratner friend. Oh, yep. okay. He's the one, he's the one who invite who invited that one guy doesn't belong to the party. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, then yeah, he he ruined everything. It's just yeah. it's it's so exhausting. It was funny rewatching this, and I was like, wait a minute, Tim Rothman didn't. Yeah, no. Yeah, yeah, but he did. Yeah. So let's let's talk, let's start off maybe with this cast because here's the thing of this is based on an anime where depending on what what interview uh, Akira Toriyama is having where he states that the Z fighters or majority of the cast the races kind of switch with him I know he said that they are Asian he says sometimes he says they're European like that that the world is kind of like it's kind of like small and like little sex of of like different cultures and different like that's why like in Dragon Ball the anime not, not Z but Dragon Ball they'll go across a, a a valley and then it's automatically like you'll see like Native Americans and then right across a river will be like a this European uh like this French kind of uh, architecture and then like beyond that will be like snow like five feet away from it of course just cause. <laughs> yeah and and like with there be igloos and stuff like that so like everything's kind of weird with this. I will say this though, I'll be the devil's advocate. I thought Justin, uh, whatever his name is, uh, Chatwin, Chatwin, who we haven't seen in like forever. I don't think he was really that bad in certain scenes. I actually think that he tried, but then yeah, you can try, but when you have no charisma in your soul, yeah, you can try, but when there's nothing in you to give, like 
I, I'm just trying to give I'm trying to give credit to only two actors in this movie. So Jut and Chan, when I was like, okay, some scenes I believed it. I was like, okay, maybe you could have been like an adult Goku. Maybe, maybe if 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 a good competent movie was made, maybe. Like I'm just saying, like, <laughs> but I would say uh, Chow Yun Fat as Roshi was actually like the only good part of this movie. I liked him. He wasn't Roshi, but he tried. Like he definitely tried in my opinion so like character (laughs) interpretation is always great that's fine literally every single character in this is wrong is wrong yeah it's completely wrong like first of all gohan is hard pass hard pass. and also why did it take until the very last scene for him to get into hawaiian shirt just having a fucking hawaiian shirt from the get-go just give me that i get that you can't have the sunglasses the whole time fine fine just put him in a and also, why is the Kame house in the middle of a city? At least put it on an island. I don't know. And also, like, it's called Capsule Corp. It's not called Transformer Corp. Why is it the, the one time she could have just gone, bit bonk, it turns into a flipping Transformer bike. I know. Oh, it doesn't float. Like, the whole thing with the technology they have is it flies. That's money. So, that's, that's budget. That's budget. This movie, to have... To have Goku, uh, to have a start A with Goku as a teenager with Gohan alive and have him going to school, they just want to do Spider-Man. Like this movie is just Spider-Man. And instead of what's his face killing or, you know, whatever, it's, uh, you know, King Piccolo who kills uh, Gohan. And then he has to have the Ben moment of like, uh, instead of saying, you know, basically, you know, with much power comes responsibility. He's like, go to see Master Roshi and you will learn their past. Like, I just. And there's so many levels of this. Well, it's Star Wars then. I, it's, it's Star Wars then. Yeah. I mean, okay. <laughs> Which really, now that I see it, it really is. Like, I'm like, oh yeah, it's like a really, 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 really horrible Star Wars and Spider-Man smashed together in all the terribleness that it could ever be. In a, but I will say this one thing as a weeb, as, 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 a, as a self-proclaimed weeb, I think the thing that pisses me off the most about this movie is that Goku knows all about the Dragon Balls before Bulma does. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> like, and she shows up I mean, and she knows nothing. She calls it Prometheus. I'm like, I'm sorry. No, no, no. In her basement, she found the number five ball. She yeah. did all the research, then created the dragon radar. And then she found the number one ball. And then she came after the four ball and taught everybody everything. Like, yeah. I know really I did everything wrong in this movie. I think everybody misheard me. That's the thing that pisses me off the most. It's so sad. Like everything else. I'm like, everything else is forgiven. But Bulma not knowing what a dragon ball is. Yeah. Like, oh, it broke my heart. I just wanted to say those two nice things about the, those, those actors because everybody else, I mean, I feel like we're going to rip into them. Um, well, actually, and that would go into my James uh, Marster story. So I, if if you're ready for it, because that's the only cast I was like, when I saw the poster was my first like, <laughs> hard pass. I'm not watching this bullshit. <laughs> nope. This little white boy. Mm-mm. Nope. I'm yeah. out. And then I saw James Marsters. I was like, oh, how? the F did they convince him? He's a, a an incredible actor and all this stuff. And just like, this was probably like a year or two after the movie came out. I just happened to be just like Googling something about him. And I was like, I wonder, look it up. And there's this heartbreaking video. It's probably still out there, but it's him at a convention. And somebody obviously just asked him like, what happened with Dragon Ball? And he's like, he just didn't go. <sighs> okay. So... He goes into talking about how much he loves Dragon Ball. He he loves it so much and everything that it meant to him. And he raised his kids on it because that's how much it means to him. And so, like, obviously, when it came, like, when he saw this on the way and he saw What's-His-Face, who was also the producer of, um, we were just talking about, not Rothman. Stephen um, Chow. Oh, Stephen yes. Chow. 
when he saw that, it's like that. So he's like on board. He was also told. So he was told that he like he was very hands on as a producer. He was also told that uh, it was twice the budget. So he was told it was like $60 million that they had. He didn't find out any of the truth until he landed in New Mexico to start filming it. And they didn't even have enough money to pay for his stunt double to get into the full makeup. So he still suffers from a broken clavicle that he got in some, one of the fight scenes. Oh my and he, God. his only hope, he was like, he had a feeling it was kind of falling apart on set because like the script kept changing, all yeah. this kind of stuff. And contracts, only, you, have, you have to finish with contracts. Yeah. So his only hope was that it would do well enough in theaters that they could just get a second chance at it. That's all he wanted. And he tells the story of the opening like night. And he was like, he was going to bring his kid to come see it with him at the local theater. And they walk into this theater and it's packed. And he's really excited until he realizes he's in the wrong theater. So then he walks into the actual theater and there is only three other people there. And he had to sit with his son and watch this travesty. And just it was just you could see how heartbreaking it was for him because he just loves the the ip so much and that's and like even hearing his voice and all that kind of stuff like to me it's like it's not really king piccolo but like i i he's so good like he's the only thing that i take away i'm like all right i'll accept it even though they keep calling him piccolo and not king piccolo and yeah. all that kind of stuff but, yeah <laughs> and then like i did because i again when i first saw this movie i just cut out and was like no nope! <laughs> just walked out of my own house and had to do like a lap to calm down uh i i never saw the cutaway scene where it's just like he wakes up in the bed and just like gives that lady the look i'm like oh good goodness <laughs> what are you doing king piccolo james <laughs> masters in your green face get out of my bed just kidding <laughs> oh yeah <laughs> but um okay so obviously uh ruth ann and i have some strong opinions on, on this movie in this cast. i have more notes <laughs> yeah. oh we, we we're not we're nowhere close to done but uh josiah josiah and paul are non-weeb friends okay first off what do you think about the casting and and two like what are your experiences with dragon ball and dragon ball z or just or Kira Toriyama. as i said i watched it but but the thing is like i watched it and i loved it but i didn't it didn't carry over with me. I haven't watched a million future versions. I haven't read the, the manga. I haven't, you know, I just, what I saw was what I saw at that time. And I've seen it since then in bits and pieces, but I've never devoted to going back to it full time. So that way I, like when you say some of the characters, I'm like, I don't remember by name some of the, you know, I, I know Goku, Piccolo, I, the, a lot of these, the bigger characters, you know, Vegeta, like the, the Krillin, like certain characters from the sh show that I, you know, hold on to um, Roshi, obviously. But as you watch this, even if you just if you just saw one episode of that of any version of it, you would know this has nothing to do with it. It just has Dragon Balls in it and the names of some of the characters. And as to the casting, it's just bad because you know you could talk about if you wanted to the whole idea of whitewashing and things like that. And it seems like Akira Toriyama has like sort of an out for that where it's okay. But it's not even, I don't like, like, for example, I know there was like uh, people upset with like Ghost in the Shell that, that Scarlett Johansson is cast in that role. And I have less of a problem with that because Scarlett Johansson, uh, sure, she's white, but why, why they cast her is because she's going to sell tickets internationally to people all over the world, not just 
people you know in the united states also the creator said when they said who do you see playing this the only person he said was scarlett johansson like and like that was the only but anyway even had a like a thought yeah but like or like take matt damon in that great wall movie right like matt damon will sell tickets internationally that's the reason matt damon was they wanted matt damon for that movie those are people that would sell tickets to a movie you you cast justin chatwin nobody else is really uh Chalian Fad, he's good because he's good. He's a great actor and a great martial artist. So it works for him because he's just so good. But nobody else works because they're just not right. Or they're, as in Justin Chatwin's case, I, I, I try to like always sort of temper these things, but I think he's bad. He's not a good actor. He might be okay in, like he, he's okay in the quiet, like sort of neutral moments. But he doesn't have any charisma. He doesn't have anything that really makes you want to watch him. And and that's the problem. And and I'm sure he's a good actor. I know he was on Shameless and some other things that, that I think he's better on. But I I can't speak to that. And I don't want to, like, disparage him as a whole as an actor. But he... <laughs> he's quitting for, acting for, just because of you now. Yeah. <laughs> for this kind of... Well, he's, like, Canadian. So he's probably, like, working in Canada. But these... He just doesn't bring anything to the role. There's no like no dynamic quality to him, and that's what I want to see in Goku. That when yeah. I watch the Goku, that's the Goku I knew that would like, you know, when he's like ah, like this, like everything about like the intensity is not there, and and just there's the lack of charisma. When you have you know comparing it to Spider Man, uh, Tobey Maguire is a is a fantastic actor, but he's not necessarily known for his charisma. But clearly, he has a thousand times more charisma than this actor that parallel really it's just you can just see it like he's just some dude that they for some reason thought was going to be the next bit because he hadn't done really anything before this he hasn't done anything really significant after this at least in film like after he became mainly a television actor so it's just just, and it doesn't work and even like emmy rossum who's good as an actress who's also in shameless she's a good actress it's like I don't know what she was doing. Like it's so forced. She's forcing this. Like she's trying to be Sarah Connor. And like, it's just like, that's not who Bulma is. She's brilliant. And the reason she's angry is because everybody's idiots around her. But then you have this character that they've created Goku in this movie where he's not Goku. So she has no reason. I don't know the whole thing, but yes. Yeah. Yeah. Like she's like, she's (laughs) like, it's like, it's like she's Sarah Connor, but like also trying to be funny. And yeah, those two yeah. things don't mesh. And they put like, so much Botox on her poor eyes for this movie. Oh my God. God. She looks like a plastic. Oh, it's just so sad. I <laughs> have, like, can, can, I, can I say that I had the biggest crush on that actress until this movie? <laughs> and I was just like, oh, uh, never mind. You're not, you're, not like, a, you're not as cool. You're not, <laughs> clearly, you don't make good life decisions. I'm joking. I'm joking. That was terrible. That was so mean. I'm sorry. That's the other thing. I think everybody was pitched a good movie. And I, I I have to disagree about them not using these. These actors have done, did do things. Um, Justin Tatwin was just getting off of War of the Worlds. Twilight one just came out with actors that people barely knew. Oh. I think I I think that <laughs> I think this movie did 
this casting on, on on purpose where it was they they picked uh i mean what she was she was coming off of even stevens she was on broadway for beauty and the beast i mean she uh, right and that's the same no i'm thinking about a completely different actor. No, wrong. oh my god no but i mean not to come on, on your podcast and tell you're yeah. wrong but no wrong. i just realized <laughs> <laughs> they look so alike her and what's her face um uh christine something but emma anyway so no she was just off she just got done with uh let's see Family Opera done for, and then the day, uh, the day after tomorrow. So yes, she had just gotten go. off of the day after tomorrow. Uh, two the two actors that just came off of like the death or the, like world destroyed mo- destroying movies. Anyway, um, War, War of the yeah. Worlds was like several years before this. That was like way before this. He was good in that with uh, but that was a long time before. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that was like he was basically like you know like yeah, that's true. Much younger, and that was. I mean, he was. Certainly, and that was he was good in that. I want to give him credit for that. He was good in that. Yeah, so anyway. I think he's. Really? I think he's fantastic and shameless too. But I also there's, think there's he, no cast that could have fixed this movie. I'm gonna no. be yeah. And, but beyond that, what I said though, it's like when you don't have he doesn't bring anything like extra to the role. So when you're casting him, you've got to cast somebody that has. If he doesn't have to have a name, he has to have something. Paul, what did you think about the characters, or what, what was your history with Dragon Ball, and then what do you think about the characters in this film? Uh, so I actually used to watch Dragon Ball uh, right before school. Um, it would play like that the first saga where they're finding the finding the seven balls, and then um, Goku turns into the big ape. And so I'd watch that. And then for a while it was not on TV. And then uh, I started rewatching it again when it went on Toonami, and uh, watched it religiously. Like I love Dragon Ball Z. Like I grew up with Dragon Ball Z. Uh, and so when this movie came out, I was actually one of the sad people that actually Aww. went to the theater to see it. And I was so angry. Bless your soul. I'm so sorry. Yeah, I was one of the four people or whatever in the theater. And uh, I was... uh, That was James Marshall's with you, by the way. I I wish I I went up to him and said, hey, man, when he did Spike, it was awesome. (laughs) Uh, Oh, yeah, it was just so bad. And, like, so I remember uh, Tyler pitched to see this movie for the podcast. And I thought, okay, well... I no. know it was, I had a bad experience. I'll watch it again. Maybe it's uh, a little bit better. Maybe. But I literally, uh, after I finished the movie, I was like depressed. I was like, what am I doing with my life? This is this is really awful. Uh, I couldn't even and- look directly at the screen most of the time. I was getting so angry. Like, I had to just, like, look somewhere else. I was like, I'm going to fucking throw my computer. I can't. Oh, God. <laughs> it's so bad. No, I, like, I literally had to do other things while I'm watching it. Like, I was like, Oh, I guess it's time to fold laundry or something. Like I just, I was just so I was just really upset. You know, like throughout my whole my like half my life, I've been in the Dragon Ball Z. And until I'm this not, moment, um, until until we watch this movie again. <laughs> yeah, there's a, there's a tr- there's a trash can full of like all his Dragon Ball stuff because this movie upset him so much. It's like I can't even be associated with any of it. That Ron Swanson gif of him with the of him with the computer just throwing it in. The, oh. oh, like Ron Swanson, yeah, just like. Uh, so yeah, I mean, as far as casting, I can understand why they took the job because um, when you visit a Dragon Ball Z movie, you would think like, "Oh my god, this is a great franchise potential." Like they could easily do almost like a Harry Potter kind of thing, where they have like seven or eight movies chronicling Goku's life, and then you know he gives, and then maybe Gohan, and you know, like they could chronicle like a whole series of like really great movies, and so. And and then when you pitch the idea of like it's going to be uh, a, a large blockbuster like sixty million dollars, and then Stephen Chow's in it, and you're like, or producer, I better yeah. take this role because 
uh, it's going to really boost my career. And I think every single person that went in that believed that, that this is going to boost my career if I do Dragon Ball. Yeah. And real quick, though, oh. hearing hearing $60 million, that's not even enough to make this no. movie. Mm-mm. That's not even close to enough to make the movie right. Mm. Like, yeah. not even close. Like, yeah. $30 million, when I saw that, I was like, well, that explains things, but there's you just can't make it right. Like not the, not the, not the version they tried to make. That's true. At least. That's true. That's very true. <laughs> I, I disagree. I disagree because district nine was like 30 million. And that movie looks amazing. Like CGI is really well done. So it depends on the like, creative talent behind you, it. You can't compare like a movie made in South Africa by an independent filmmaker on a shoestring budget to a studio film. What if his subsequent films cost? They've been big budget movies after that. It's not a, you know... I, I I can see what you're saying. Like, Dragon Ball is very basic. Dragon Ball is, like, it's very... It, it's it's fair. It doesn't... It doesn't have the gravitas and the insanity and the epicness of Dragon Ball Z. So I can understand why, like, in Dragon Ball, they're like, okay. Like, but again, like, this was mostly just to hold on to an IP, which is why it's, like, so aggravating with the fact that, like, instead of making... They didn't even do the IP. They didn't even make a drag... Like, it... If you're going to make a Dragon Ball movie, so first of all, if you go back and rewatch Dragon Ball, Dragon Ball is actually, there's way more sex and there's way more violence, like personal violence. And it's kind of shocking because it's children. Um, but this movie is supposed to take place when Goku is turning 18, which we actually don't ever see that. That's actually past Dragon Ball. Let's just get real specific here. And like, it's using characters that aren't even like involved in what, this storyline is supposed to be like if you had just subtracted all the bs and actually made this the last tournament in dragon ball yep. fantastic like great just make it that just just simplify it whatever like <laughs> great but all this bullshit that they added in of like thousand years and the ozu, ozu and i was like wait no goku oh, is yeah. no uh oh god it's like they, yeah they they made it over the story was like overly complex for no reason and it <laughs> yeah. just I think it, it like really confused the audience, you know? It's like, there's a pro- prophecy with, you know, these seven elders, and then the Dragon Balls, and then Ozaru. It's just, like, too fucking And you get much. visions from touching the Dragon Ball. But here's the funniest thing. Like, on the rewatch, they explain that four times. Yeah. For yeah. no reason. We have the voice over the beginning that does the whole thing, and then we get it again from uh, Roshi. Then we get it again when Roshi and Chi-Chi and Bulma and them are sitting around. It's like, I can't take this story any more times. You've made it too convoluted and yet explained those simplest parts about it too many times. It, yeah, it's... And the part that really doesn't matter, because if you care about, like, did, all you need to know, Dragon Ball is a thing we need to possess and we go on this quest to get them. You don't really need that other stuff. And, and also, real quick... For 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 the for for Tyler and Paul, <laughs> like the, when I'm watching the beginning of that, I was, uh, thank you for reminding me that the beginning gave me flashbacks to uh, Green Lantern, and Green Lantern was, oh, like, was what we talked about. And I was like, oh my gosh, this is like Green Lantern all over again. They keep changing everything. Yeah. So like they're using Key Blast from the get go, and it's like, but Roshi is the one who taught him Key Blast, and then it's air manipulation. Is this fucking Airbender? What is going on? Like, I can't handle it. And it's like, oh, it lights the fire. It's not fire. It's an energy. Bl- it's called key for the flub of fire. <laughs> <Yeah, laughs> like, I can't. Th- this movie, like, and, and 
uh, yeah, okay. Oh man, there's so much I want to ask in like little time because we can't have this podcast be three hours long like I want it to be. I know, we, I, we in could my go mind forever. Yeah, but um, let, let, let's carry on to it. So uh, obviously, we all love the casting and 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 oh, wait, how wait, the wait, characters wait, are wait, portrayed. Go ahead, Paul. I did cut I Paul off. Oh, I'm so uh, sorry. In order for I think in order for this movie to work, you would have to make Goku really young, take him out of the high school setting, um, have him fight like do the Red Ribbon Army arc. You know, start off with that, and then have the Red Ribbon Army arc, like, have, like, one of the soldiers or whatever, like, kill um, Gohan, and then his whole reason for getting the Dragon Balls is to wish Gohan to, to come back to life, Yep. you know? And just, like, basically do that all arc, that, that take the um, uh, Emperor Pilaf. I would have been okay with that. Don't ruin my Pilaf. And the Red, Red Ribbon Army uh, arc, just kind of truncate it into one movie. And there you go. That would be a great movie. But I can imagine a Dragon Ball Z fan coming into this movie and they're like, hey, why is Piccolo the villain? Why is Goku in high school? But like, it's just so confusing from a Dragon Ball Z. Like, it's like they're trying to do too many of the storylines all at once and like not satisfying anybody. <laughs> and I, like, it, I, I feel that like, and I feel like the, uh, the whole high school setting is because of Harry Potter. Like they're like, hey, let's do him in school. Mm. Like he's trying to figure things out, like Harry Potter. It's like this whole movie is just—it felt like it was done by committee. Well, I, I feel like it was Spider-Man and Power Rangers. Yeah. Uh, oh yeah, Power Rangers as well. And like, yeah. I would have even simplified it farther, but you're absolutely right. It should, like, honestly, it should have started with um, just kind of cut out some of the tournament tournament stuff and have I it. I understand be... not wanting to have a whole CG character like Pilaf. Like, I can understand that too. So. Absolutely. Like, and that's the thing too. That's what costs more money. Uh, hence why we just did the the future Trunks timeline. Very simple. Yes. Um, but like, just cause like the, the way that Bulma and Goku first meet is so fantastic. And just having the fact that like, oh, my, my, um, my grandfather died. He, I found him crushed. And then like, and then we get to basically the end, then you just kind of take some parts and end it the way that season one ends of, you know, them battling Emperor Pilaf. And then he turns into the Ozu because of the, the, the moon. And that's what, when Bulma and everybody else realizes that, Oh no, he's the one who killed his grandfather. And that's like the epic, like, ooh, heartbreak of it. I don't know. Like, there's so many different, like, little pieces you could have done. And it's funny because, like, this movie, right away, I was like, hard pass, not going to work. <laughs> no. And I remember when they first announced the first X Men movie, and I was a huge mm. X Men fan from uh, Little Nugget. And for me, I was like, there's no way they can do that right. Because they're going to try to do too many storylines. They're going to try to this at the other. It's 50 <laughs> years of, like, story. Like, there's no way. Especially I, I, with how, like, 90s comics were. Like, Oh, my God. Like, is she gay run? Is she dead? Is she a clone? I don't know. Um, <laughs> but having the, it, The like, answer is yes to all yeah, of them. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yes. Which is Wanda the most Vision. annoying part. WandaVision. <laughs> okay, don't even. WandaVision. WandaVision. <laughs> That's a different podcast. But it's it's just one of those things, like, to me, this is similar to, like, Wanted, uh, where the, oh, no. the, the the comic book is, like, like the first scene is the only thing that's similar from the comic book to the movie. And then everything else is just like, well, we don't need a, the rest of the plot, or we don't yep. need these character developments. Like, just done. And for this movie, it was just a cash grab, because they knew that it was such a huge fan base. But then what they tried to do is just, like whitewash it and make it as vanilla as possible for like yeah. middle America. And then it just, 
didn't work because you pissed off the fans and it's still too weird and makes no sense for anybody like who's never watched the anime and it's also just a poorly put together movie like you know you reach that point when you know something's gonna be shitty x-men 3 and you try to like just go to your zen place and be like all right well this is just a movie i'm just watching a movie let's see if this (laughs) is you know i'm just not gonna think about what it's supposed to be based on garbage like it doesn't nothing makes sense and by the yep. time like chi chi and goku have their kiss i'm like i don't give up about these smooches like i have there's nothing leading up to this like i just mm. the chi chi in this film though like i just didn't understand her character whatsoever she's dating the like jerk high school jock for apparently no reason she's she dating like right? it's like she's just next to him all the time yeah like i don't understand like, and then and then, and then she's like like teasing, like once she knows that once she knows that you know uh, Goku can close or open lockers uh, secretly, then she's into him. That's the thing. Yeah, with his airbending like, powers. <laughs> yeah, it reminds me of like of Spider Man, where it's like, oh, so therefore I have value. Like, <laughs> yeah, that was totally like like when you say like like I and I I know I said oh like the plot overall is Star Wars, but that whole high school component and the bullying thing that's Flash with Thompson with those forty year old stunt uh, stunt. Stun no, yeah, level. totally. Like, yeah, the high school they like, all look so old. I was Justin like, Shane, oh my god, like, probably. I think he was yeah. in his late twenties at that time, and he looks he's a young looking yeah, uh, person. Fine. So it's believable, but the dudes that were like the high school jocks were like yeah, they had crow's feet. They look, like, yeah, yeah, they look like me yeah. right now. <laughs> They, uh, they they looked older they looked older than the cast of american pie one now like <laughs> they all had dead bods before that was a thing yeah and, but yeah but i just didn't like that that's just another thing that there's many things about this movie that didn't work it's just another thing so you're making a movie that they're trying to make a movie for the broad audience and you either gotta make the uh, if, if it's if at least as a movie that works, this is not a like not really truly a Dragon Ball movie. That's okay, but it just doesn't work. Like just like you said, it just doesn't work as that. It's 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 it wants to be both things somehow, and it ends up being neither. So it's just a complete disaster. Yeah, like Commit. I just yeah, like when you but the moment where you like when they kiss, like that's supposed to be this moment that builds to something. And like. And like I absolutely don't care. Like, like shoot the fire out or light the fire again. That was the only <laughs> cool part of this sequence. It's it, it's amazing this movie how like it, and it's really weird to say this, but it was like an it's created like the yearly uh like trilogy of terribleness, which was it started with this in two thousand nine, and then the last Airbender two thousand ten, and then Green Lantern in two thousand eleven, and it's like of really fantastical things with very big with a very big fan base and a lot on it where this movie was a very big deal uh for society and uh potentially if it did well for for them what you society listen we've been waiting for a dragon ball movie for a really long time Time. I, my tattoo of my <laughs> dragon ball tattoo on the back of my neck will tell you i've been waiting for a long like, time for this don't you sass us, Josiah. There's a society of us. I, I don't think you understand. Back from 2001 on, after the internet, I I had favorited so many... There's so many websites that were just about Dragon Ball Z movie uh, news. That was it. Because this was in pre-production since 2001. Like, it's like... And I, they still exist today. But, like, there was three in particular that I checked every single day. For all... Do you want me to go get my Dragon Ball Z lunchbox from and high I'm not, school? I'm not I, I still have it. any of that in terms of, the, of your love and appreciation for the franchise. 
But when you... so Dragon Ball Z, like Sailor Moon, are staples for anime. The only reason why people even know the word anime are because of these two shows. Like honestly, like I mean, Transformers is anime. Nobody calls it anime. No, everybody calls it cartoon. Dragon Ball means a lot it to society. Well, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna point <laughs> out <that>. Dragon Ball <laughs> Z. But it's an it's an American cartoon. Dragon Ball Z is important to a lot of people in the way like Star Wars is important to you and me, and you know it's it's the same level as that. So when they make a movie that sucks so bad, like think of like uh, it's a like this movie being released is like Phantom Menace being released. Like it's just like terrible. Oh, that disappointing. was so disappointing. <laughs> You know what I mean? It's like the same level. And so, like, when you see something like that, it's like, oh, fuck. Like, what am I doing with my life? Like, like I, I, I will say that, like, like uh, what I was saying, like, Last Airbender wasn't such a big... It wasn't so detrimental because, honestly, a lot of people did love Avatar Last Airbender. But, honestly, it was so close to when it had aired, when it stopped airing in 2006. It came out only... I mean, it only came out four years later. Where this has been marinating... Uh, okay, so here's the thing about Dragon Ball, why this movie was also so detrimental. And yeah, I, I would say society, because honestly, we're all parts of geeks. We are a society. We're a community. This is a this was a very big thing. I had started going to conventions. I started going to Comic-Con before this. Uh, I started going in 2007 to Comic-Con. And even Dragon Ball Z is a ginormous at Comic-Con. I mean, you go to booths, More people have stuff likely. everywhere. Yeah. yeah, a lot, a lot. It's, it's so wonderful now, like walking through it. And it's just yeah. like, I see you everywhere. I love it. But yeah, I mean, yeah. it used to not be anywhere because I, I mean, I didn't see it until Toonami in the late 90s and then followed it throughout high school. And that was my first. And that was back when uh, the only other place time you could watch anime on TV was Adult Swim, which was only on Sunday nights and had anime. I like, still have 30 of my original probably full of lead uh action figures like, i still have my dinde uh with me and um but like so he, and i think I, I think the thing is it's like it, it takes so long for anime to be taken seriously and to become mainstream and, and like widely available and loved because i remember watching yeah, dragon ball it was like early 90s and yeah. uh the, like dragon ball z and it, like started i think the mid 80s and so there's like decades of like even like akira was a late uh late 80s but either way, it's just like it takes such a long time for like anime to to get that legitimacy that like to be taken seriously, and then this movie comes out, and so it's like really disappointing because people are. I, I was just trying to make a joke about just tired use of the word society. That's all I was. Trying oh, to okay. We jumped on your ass. We're like, excuse you. You're like you're like then justifying your fandom. I'm like I get it. Look at, around me. I might not, and I like Dragon Ball a lot. I just never. You know, it wasn't my main thing, and I still appreciate enjoying it. It was a it was a significant thing in my development as a creative person as well. Because when I watched it, like I said, it was it was game changer and a game changer for me personally. Even though I don't uh, know it as expertly as maybe Star Wars or Akira or those kind of things, so that was just an attempt to make fun of Tyler, not uh, make fun of not make fun of the fandom, not make fun of the fandom part. Okay, don't worry, we jumped on you so that the commenters wouldn't. We just we wanted to take care of that for you. Well, for me, it's like I remember in college, like I, I would have to fight to get the to get to see Dragon Ball Z on the TV because there's other people that want to see The Simpsons, so I'd have to make sure that I'd get there first to watch Dragon Ball Z. And like, so I don't know. It's just it's like it's it's a property that I love, and like it's anyway. Sorry, I'll stop. My no, rant. you're totally fine. But what I was trying to get at was this is a really big thing for geeks, I guess, the Society of Geeks, and. 
this was like a trailblazer because look at the year before this, 2008, we have the Dark Knight and Iron Man. It's the weirdest thing when something is absolutely is we've got we had gotten to the point where we can tell where something was a cash grab. You could tell that there was a lot of love put into X-Men 1, where there was not a lot of love put into X-Men 3. There was a, an insane amount of love into Spider-Man 1 and 2. And then stu- and then people were starting to understand about what, what studio involvement meant with Spider-Man 3. People understood. They go, oh, yeah, yeah, Sam Raimi wasn't able to do anything he wanted to do. Like, people just, like, knew what happened. Like, it just, like, average audience members like everyone's like why is spider-man so bad and people like looked it up it got to a point where people utilize the internet and utilize information was just trying to understand what was happening and like what paul was saying dragon ball had influenced a lot of people's lives maybe not as much as avatar last airbender did at the time that it released because now i think avatar last airbender uh fandom just like doubled just from the pandemic alone but uh <laughs> i got it on netflix and suddenly people discovered it i'm like oh, oh good geez took you long that, enough that and community please watch avatar last airbender and community for love of god and uh six seasons in a movie i have a story but, about um, avatar last airbender by the way after you know uh, we're gonna do the last airbender for sure like we gotta talk okay. about that movie <laughs> um but uh, the thing about this movie is that there is like no love and complete disregard which is what makes this thing so unwatchable minus lack of budget but i don't know okay what was something that you guys got to see that you actually that really didn't sting as much as like maybe some of the other things like maybe i'm trying to look on the brighter side of this i guess in the in in the movie or just another movie that actually got anime right Which one was that? Yeah, I, I, like, I'm still uh, waiting for that one too. Oh really? I actually really think Speed Racer. I love Speed Racer. Oh, yes. Okay. I love, I love I, Speed Racer, and also forgot about Alita as well. Alita and Speed Racer. Yes. Speed Racer to me because it takes it takes the first two episodes of the original cartoon and just turns it into a movie and has one of the best climaxes that I've seen in like a a racing movie in a long time. I feel like it built up perfectly and also looked anime. It was so fun. And I don't know how Christina Ricci never ages. What the shit, but like, it just looked amazing. How she's such a tiny little perfect thing. Um, but like, that is a movie that I was like, see, you can do anime, even if you don't want to, like it was like, oh, it's so bad. I'm like, well then you don't like anime. That's okay. Like, that's just not for you. But this movie, uh, and that movie, the one thing to consider from a money perspective, that movie didn't do well. No, it didn't do so well. So that's the problem, too. Which is, so then if it did well, then people would have copied it. So people, it didn't do well. So people think, oh, it's it's not, you know what I mean? Like, it's, it's even though it's good, it's not successful. So absolutely. those studio people that want to get involved aren't like, make that movie again. That's the problem. I mean, you don't want to see them make it again, but at least that sort of use that formula that idea mm-hmm. that's no the and that yeah. and it totally makes sense because like i've seen it from both sides and like and the thing that you brought up specifically about ghost of the shell is absolutely true like the only way that movie was going to be made is if you put an all-star in it like scarlett johansson do i agree with the whitewashing no but for the movie to actually happen there is certain math like there's certain budgetary stuff exactly. that has to happen and like this movie didn't have it I don't think this movie would have been possible when they tried to make it. This movie would only be possible like probably in the last five years 
to have done properly or even done with the heart because then you saw like all of it it was so great it was like on my 30th birthday that like we found out that we're getting Dragon Ball Super and we had just had Resurrection F and uh, Battle of the Gods and it was like oh my god Dragon Ball is coming back (laughs) Uh, I was like this is I like the little dance you just did right now oh my god (laughs) (laughs) Dragon Ball Super like dug us out of like a bad hole because like that that, oh that was the other thing I wanted to bring up earlier was that the last thing we had of Dragon Ball and Dragon Ball Z was Dragon Ball GT. Doesn't count. That's why I didn't want to mention it. And the worst thing about Dragon Ball GT is that it's not even canon because it wasn't Akira. It wasn't Akira Toriyama. It wasn't. And like the fact anybody brings that to me, I'm like, okay, I did try to watch it, even though it's not Dragon Ball. I did try to watch it. It's first of all, Vegeta came out with a fucking mustache and a like crop top thing. No, I'm out. Mm. Not my boy. Don't do that to my boy. Don't do that to my boy. <laughs> no. Um, I, I will say the super gave me my favorite Dragon Ball character, Beerus. I love Beerus so much. Super is a perfect balance uh, of the heart of Dragon Ball and the action yeah. of Dragon Ball Z. It's perfect. I, I just, love it. Just, what, what were you gonna say? You were gonna say something? Um, uh, nothing. I'm... He just—he just—he's <laughs> he, like he, he blacked like, out. I, I don't think I, I was. I was I? He, you let, know what? Yeah, you were like, I don't remember. You were like, awesome. Yeah. Moving on. Okay. He's, I don't he's letting us weeb out is what he's at, is what's happening. But um, anyway, I just hate all fans of everything. Apparently, I, I, that's I, me. I, this episode, the anti-fan guy. I'm sorry. <laughs> Actually, I like the word society. I'm just trying to make society. fun of Tyler. That's what we do. Dragon Ball Z is like a very personal thing for me, and so it's like you know, I turned into like I don't know, just like uh <laughs> We got so aggro on you, Josiah. I'm sorry. Oh, and I'm just, like, hey, we're beating up the kids for this. We get really aggressive about it. I'm, I'm sorry. the one who shared that I was a paper boy watching this on Saturday, on Sunday mornings. Okay, so I'm OG um, with this stuff. <laughs> I just forget everybody's names in it. Go, going back to the movie, we really don't want to talk about. Um, <laughs> yeah. So, um, the only I, good I, part I, for me is James Marsters. That's it. That's. His voice, everything is perfect. I love. I do love Chow Yun Fat. I I think he legitimately just looked like he was having fun. He was like, "This movie sucks. I'm having a blast." And like, I don't know. He, and every time he, he's in the scene, I I I kind of got like a glimmer of hope. Like, is it gonna get better? No. And then he, and then it cuts away, and you're like, "Oh no." Yeah, like no, he doesn't, doesn't fit the casting, but he's no. just good. Like that's so again, good. he's he's the, he's the only example of something working despite the yeah. movie, really. Because even James Marsden is like, it doesn't work. It but doesn't work. He, he they're they're work. in four different movies. Yeah, <laughs> but like, but he's Chinese less threatening than just... Jeremy Irons in the D and D movie, I and mean, that's really sad. Oh, don't even get me started on that movie. Oh my god, we played a full day of D and D as little teenagers. We were so excited, and then we stopped playing D and D for the rest of the weekend. We were so depressed after that movie. Anyways. <laughs> God, <laughs> I can't wait or, to talk or, about that. Or movie John too. Malkovich in that uh, what's that dragon movie? Aragon. I think John Malkovich. Oh, yeah. John Malkovich in that. Oh my lord, the guy is just like reading his lines. I swear. <laughs> anyway, again, let's talk about the movie worse. Yeah, sorry, about. it's hard because it's just that bad. It, it, it's, it is. It's, it's so, so hard. Let me let me check my notes and see what I wanted to really uh. Put. Internal yeah. scream, internal scream. And, internal oh, scream. Okay, yeah. Internal yeah. scream. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I just it yeah, it's just everything that that I that I basically said already cuz like, yeah, grandpa is uncle Ben and the fact that Bulma didn't know anything about the Dragon Balls. I just it's a Prometheus. What no, what did she call it? Prometheus stone? What did she Pr- Promethean orbs. orbs. Yeah. Promethean orbs. 
So you took the one character who's actually the one who starts all of Dragon Ball and is the only one that moves anything forward in Dragon Ball, Dragon Ball Z, and Dragon Ball Super, and you made her an idiot. She's so smart. Who doesn't even use capsules. Like, oh, God. Like, that, uh, yeah, man, that's another thing we can. Anyways, uh, Josiah, <laughs> what, what was one thing? What was one thing you, you actually cared or liked in this movie? Yeah, I'll tell you. And I, I, I one thing I kind of liked, and I but also hated, was the very end of the movie when uh, Goku and Chi Chi are having their little like sparring session, and then like you know it's like you're gonna get me, I'm gonna get you because they're talking about like the fight they previously had, and it's which is a stupid conversation and like whatever, but. <laughs> I feel like, why did he apologize? She clearly knew why. Like, yeah. so he, could, he could say, I'm so sorry I knocked you out, and that's it. Not like, hey, let me explain he, this to you. How did yeah. she not get it? Yeah. But what I, I, I like... like that he changed into that gi randomly, and she stayed in the same clothes, too. Yeah, that's like... the thing, too. Yeah, yeah. That was also like, why can't she? like A gi that we'd never seen before. It's like, oh, I'm just going to change real quick. And she's like, all right, I'm just in the same blouse. Like, ah! <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And she's dressed like a waitress. Like, yeah. <laughs> I mean, so, but the, the thing that I actually did like, and I also kind of hated was they then stole the ending to Rocky three of all movies where they like jump in the air and it like freeze frames. <laughs> like, I knew, oh, it's so, you just stole Rocky three's ending, which is both the best and worst thing about this movie. <laughs> That's so funny. I have that in my notes and I was going to bring it up and I knew just like, oh, fuck me. You know what, Paul? Whenever I thought of it, I thought Paul's probably going to think of it too. I seriously have it in my notes. And they're like, I like it. Amazing. Oh, fuck. Okay. Look how in tune you guys are. Totally. Totally weird. Yeah. What about you, Paul? But but that said, Chow Young Fat, that's my favorite thing because because he he's so charismatic i, I use the char- charisma thing with uh anti-charisma with justin chatwin um and he's just so charismatic so that's what he has going for him that every scene he's in even though i don't know what character he's playing i like watching him play it <laughs> yeah I, I would totally have been okay with a masaroshi movie with chow yun fat and like have him be like i would have been okay with it if it's just roshi like <laughs> at least you're gonna get good like combat because like that's another thing justin chatwin like like obvious stunt doubles all the time and then like close-ups of him like and then like stunt double and stunt double so <laughs> jesus but yeah oh. it's true it's your turn right i don't know oh one one good oh, thing oh. uh i'm 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 glad this movie exists so people understand what not to do when they create a movie from dragon ball c <laughs> so it's a living I'm example just... i love it yeah that's I'll I'll show, I have, I have one other my... thing. Oh, what's up? What's that? Oh, no, what are you, what are you gonna tell? What are you gonna, gonna tell your kids? I was gonna make a joke about showing this to my children as like, this is what you don't do when you make a Dragon Ball movie. <laughs> oh yeah, absolutely. absolutely. And someday, someday, Penny will grow up and make a Dragon Ball movie, and it'll be good. Yeah, but you'll have to wait like thirty years. This Sorry. movie is the reason that Donnie and Rita McMillan decided to make our web series because they're like, no, mm-mm. <laughs> No, no, that's not how you do it. Mm-mm. This and is so not the example so, that we're so going to have. This, this episode of Popmosis is showing you the problem in Dragon Ball Evolution, and we also have with us the solution. Yes. So there you go. All right. So I have a question for all of you guys, actually. So yeah, of course. who would be able to make this movie now, and how? what would they have to do to make it work? Like, Penny can make it on Netflix Penny or something? Can, or my daughter, Penny, in 30 years. Director can, mm-hmm. Yeah. I'll, I'll like, is there a specific that. director or actor or somebody that could make this work? And like, what 
Like, would it be good on Netflix as like a limited series, or so, like, I'm, how I'm do you think this would work if if made today? I think for me, uh, the obvious answer that, like, in terms of he he's he's making Akira, uh, Thor, uh, oh oh, like um, Watiti, like Watiti, yeah, yeah, like he has the perfect tone for it that he uh, he would understand the balance of the humor and the seriousness, but he's too busy probably. <laughs> Uh, I don't know who would direct it. I would, it would have to be somebody who's an actual fan. Like that is my Mm -hmm. number one thing. Um, And then I do want uh, Michael B. Jordan to play Vegeta. (laughs) That'd be awesome. Oh my God. So I, you know, I actually think that um, if it was like a Netflix limited series, that'd be pretty great. I did like the whole Dragon Ball, Dragon Ball Z and super storyline. Um, but I think Edgar Wright actually would have been a, an amazing director because Ed, basically, if you got the tone of like Scott Pilgrim and applied it to Dragon Ball, because like I think, oh my god, yeah, I Maybe. think that would be amazing. I think Edgar Wright could totally do it. It would be um, so stylized, like really stylized, like yeah. Scott Pilgrim and Baby Driver. Oh my god, or, the, the world um, he builds are are so awesome. Why am I blanking on his name? Fifth Element, um, director Luke Fifth Element, Luc Besson. Mm. That would be interesting. I, 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 I have if, one. If he were making it in like 1999, I would agree. I don't think. Yeah. He's oh yeah, we kind of lost just, his mojo a little we don't bit. Talk about <laughs> yeah, that movie would have been perfect with different uh, lead uh, lead actors. Besides Stephen Chow, but I also don't know. I mean, I know he's busy as well. Stephen Chow, I think, would have directed a really good movie. But I, uh, one that comes to my mind directly is actually a Korean director. Uh, uh, Kim, uh, Ox- oh, no, I'm so sorry. Um, that was his, sorry. I'm looking at his parents. Uh, Kim Ji Woon. He directed I Saw the Devil, but one of my favorite foreign films that I've ever watched, which is called The Good, The Bad, and The Weird. It's, I know, fun. yes, it's so much fun, it's so much fun, and wacky, and the action is actually really good. And I think it's he would be the perfect blend of of the fight and the comedy and his whole thing, especially with that movie, our cutaways are like, like, it's just, it's the weirdest, weirdest cutaways where he's ripping off of spaghetti Westerns and like, and, and it's just, it's comedic, comedic timing at like the, at its finest. It's just so perfect. It's basically a spaghetti Western, a Korean spaghetti Western movie, but very, very modern and very full of very aware of itself. And it's just so much fun. Um, yeah. I mean, either way, it would have to be very aware of itself and it would have to decide if it's going to yeah. be a like dark action or like a goofy, like shell and soccer. Like you can't, it's right. It also, it very much depends on if you're doing Dragon Ball, if you're doing Dragon Ball Z, if you're doing Dragon Ball Super. But that's the thing. Don't make Dragon Ball because, um, I don't want to see children like that. I don't. I don't want to see. Uh, I don't want to see Goku taking off Bulma's underwear to snuggle up in her cooch and spank it. Right. I don't want to see that. I. I, gonna, I just, that's gonna mess I, me up. I just maybe it's just me. I just don't want to see adults beat oh, up it was the 80s. like like maybe I just don't want to see a, a child being like beaten by uh, by an adult. I, I think just starting it off with like a little bit of a pre- of, a, of like a like you know at the beginning Start off with like, a saga. Yeah, Straight just be up, like, well, just, just be like, hey, hey just this from is a Goku, the, the world's worst, the world's worst father, and he's from space, and here comes his brother, and yeah, like, right. that would be. And he would hit on the head. <laughs> and from a marketing right. point of view, have though, Bill just, Hate, it, I Bill think. Have, it, oh, sorry. No, no, twenty-five. I'm saying, have Bill Hader be the narrator. 
like than Scott Pilgrim. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, just from a marketing point of view, it's just got to be called Dragon Ball Z because that's really mm-hmm. the one that that it just sounds coolest. The first well of known. all, it's the most yeah. well known. Yeah, it's the it's it's the one that I was watching. Uh, I did see some of Dragon Ball because I think they like chunked them together as when I watched them because it was actually even a different uh, uh, dub of voices when I watched it as a kid. So oh, yeah. later, and that was one of the things. Oh, you, uh, honestly, okay, so you had the right one. Then you had the good one. So my <laughs> yeah, that was yeah. a that was a barrier for me though watching it later because I'm like this isn't the people that I used to like these aren't the voices I used to know. So, but anyway, I think Dragon Ball Z calling it that like even Dragon Ball Evolution just it's a stupid title. What are you trying to be with that like? Does it? What is it about? What is? Was it like X Men Evolution, like that TV show from like the X Men? Maybe like I don't know what the. I don't, I don't maybe, know what it that was. was. Like the teenage X Men too. So maybe that's what they're yeah. going or for. Or maybe it's maybe it's being self aware and it's like this is the evolution of what Dragon Ball becomes but now. X-Men, yeah, the X Men Evolution wasn't like, that. Yeah. yeah. No. no, but um, I, I I will say that like like <laughs> like. Uh, somebody on another YouTube channel actually brought it up. Like, if they were to have like a, a Dragon Ball Z movie, also you can call it the Z Fighters, and then it would, and then like 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 the Z like like or like Z Z Fighters the movie, and then colon uh the Saiyans are coming or something like that, or like I mean, to me that would be also kind of cool too because. It's just weird saying Dragon Ball. I, I I I will as much of a big fan I am. It, it's still like the people who don't really know much about it. It still kind of set sounds weird. And it doesn't really sound as epic, and I think which I think what Akira Toriyama was also going for, where it was just like super serious, awesome stuff. Here's a here's a here's Dragon Ball. Like here's a weird here's a weird title because he's his his comedy is so brilliant. If you play any Akira Toriyama games like Dragon Quest and stuff, that he his comedy is so weird and so self aware because that's the whole thing with Dragon Ball is where it's making fun of itself on like how serious things can get, and then it's just like goes back to Goku eating. Or like, and doing, Goku's like, really an idiot. Stuff. Like yeah. he's just like the, a complete idiot. He has to grab people's generals to know what gender they are. Yeah, like constantly, he do- like, constantly. Well, and all he to teach. Not something you all do. No, no. And like, and that's the thing also that was very much missing in this movie. And like, the charm of Goku is that yeah, he's an idiot, but he's just a good guy who just really loves fighting. Like that's like in this in this movie. Like there's so much than his children. Yeah, or his wife that he doesn't even know how to kiss, oh, which we God. found out later on. He oh, he totally loves Chi-Chi. He just doesn't oh, know what he love does. is. He's he's terrified of her, but he loves her. Oh God, but, I would be too. She's the bat. She's the oh my God, Chi-Chi, get over here. Yeah, right. Get go over here. I love Chi-Chi. He's just he's such dead. a badass. I love you. The baddest bitch around. Um. I have all my but, Dragon Balls so, there. for instance, in this movie, Dragon Ball Evolution, I still can't believe this is a movie that exists. Um. But when it had the actual fight, like at the party with like the bullies and him, it would have been so great to just see like, hey guys, and, you know, they're just like, you can't be here. He's like, oh, but I was invited. You know, it's like, no, like, oh, you're gonna have to come through us. He's like, okay, and just dodges everything. He's like, oh, watch out there, like oh, yeah. all the oh, lines. Yeah. Like, that. if you actually hear the lines, some of them he could have played off like, oh, you you missed, like, oh, oh, missed again, and like just been to like, oh, hey, Gigi, you know, that kind of stuff. Oh, it's just they just had a tough time, I guess, you know, like. And you could have had that like that joy behind it, but instead he's like, oh, I'm awkward and I I want to talk to Chi Chi. Yeah, like, he should have no, been totally Yeah, yeah. Just he just like, ran. Can I yeah. say something that have every? Can I say? Can I say something that will make all of you guys and our listeners very mad at me? Um, his lines reminded me so much of Tobey Maguire trying to be funny in the Spider-Man movies. I still do not like Tobey Maguire as Spider-Man, nor those three movies, but. 
that's a whole other conversation. Uh, but yeah, it was just as like terrible as like listening to Tobey Maguire trying to be funny with us with his quips in the Spider-Man movies. Uh, but yeah, it was just it was cringy. And just have the embryo of of, of oh, Tom Holland just slay it every time. Um, <laughs> but no. side is kicking you out. That was a horrible. Yeah. <laughs> well, honestly, no, Back but that's why my like, side now, Tyler. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't but know. No, it definitely felt like Spider-Man, like one, and that, and I mean, we can discuss Spider-Man one and two, which I think were not great, but absolutely necessary in the growth of comic book movies because Spider-Man one and true. two are what put it put it on the map. And like, yes, X-Men one came out like pretty much at the same time, but to me, it was like Spider-Man was like it was bright, it was pretty, it got it done, and like it was weird enough with Sam Raimi, great. But like, like people saw X Men because they wanted to see like an action movie, it, but people saw Spider Man for Spider Man, like for Spider Man. Like people were well, just. And, and X Men was a. It wasn't like a low budget movie, but it was much more modestly, modestly, ugh, modestly budgeted movie compared to Spider. Spider Man was like the first uh, beyond Superman and Batman, the first huge budget comic book movie. So that was where it changed. But I disagree that Tobey Maguire wasn't good as Spider-Man, but that's neither here nor there. But I do totally agree. They were trying to make him Spider-Man, Tobey Maguire Spider-Man. And the problem was, I think that Tobey Maguire pulls off that aw shucksiness, whereas oh, uh, Justin Chatwin does not. So it doesn't work. Like, I think it's the exact same. I it's think just it's not Goku at all. Like that is not Goku's no, character. Exactly. That's yeah, yeah. That's the thing. It, it doesn't even matter whatever they're copying, where they're doing, or where they achieve. They didn't achieve what they tried to achieve. That's the thing. It, um, they absolutely didn't. Which actually is like really funny. Uh, it it kind of reminds me, like as the movie keeps going, like it, it's just you kept have going. it kept going, <laughs> and you still have going. other even though like, you're not okay. watching it, it's still going. I am I, I am a, <laughs> a Yamcha defender. Just like I am a Krillin defender, because I don't actually I don't understand why people hate Krillin, and the fact well, that this movie does not have Krillin in it. Oh, makes I was so I know mad. that was the thing I was most like, upset about. Too. Like, uh, like, as the like, casual uh, fan of this podcast, uh, where's Krillin? Wait, uh, right, right, just that. No, yeah, like, uh, I'm Paul, a casual fan. Go ahead, Paul. Yeah, yeah they should have had Krillin to the Yamcha, and you could see their uh, friendship growing as the story went along. Yeah, yeah. Why did they have Yamcha there? And they tried to settle this like. Love between her him and Bulma, but it didn't really they didn't really develop it. It was just I felt like uh, this movie had all the passion of somebody having a grocery list and like checking off that they got eggs and orange juice. It, it's like so bad. <laughs> but yeah, instead, like, they got like the carton of like just the egg whites. You know what I'm talking about? Like instead of oh, like yeah, actual yeah, eggs, yeah. like that's what they did. The way that you bring yeah. in Krillin would have been so simple. Instead of like him showing up to the Kame house and having a fight with Roshi is that he shows up to the Kami house, actually on an island, thank you. And then uh, Krillin is is like there, and who are you? Like, well, you have to, to, like, yeah, to talk to Roshi, you have to get through me. And then, pop, 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 and, like, you see that happen. Like, that's how you have Krillin there. And then you you start them off just like they did in the anime uh, as, like, you know, that he's, like, opposing him at all times in in competition, but then they grow a friendship. And... the mm-hmm. biggest problem is that we also didn't get Yajirobe, Dragon Ball Z's most important character. I'm, Fuck joking, you, I'm right. joking. Fuck you. <laughs> but actually, to go back to your point about um, Yamcha, which I, we'll have our own discussion of why you have any love for Yamcha, but um, <laughs> the way that they portrayed Yamcha, again, every single character is completely wrong in this. Yeah. Yamcha's whole Including point Yamcha. is yes, is he is a you know desert bandit, and that's what he does. But the reason he wants the Dragon Balls is that he wants to wish that he is no longer afraid of women because every yeah. time he sees a woman, 
he faints or freaks out or just like disappears. And like, we didn't see that at all. Instead we had this no. weird bleach bond, like surfer guy thing I, I, that looked like he just he came even... off the set of, I don't know. <laughs> like, it I, I don't no even sense. think he acted after it. I think that this was like his only role. I think, let me see June park. Let's see. June park did not really do anything until yeah, he's done like, yeah, like three or four things and like nothing. Yeah. Wow. But okay. yeah, as always, it's like the, it, 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 this whole movie, it's so sad because you have such great stories. You have such great characters mm-hmm. that have already been built out and their whole path, everything. And instead they just were like, nah, we're just going to do something completely different and just name them the same. Everything yeah. is totally different. And like the world didn't make sense. I absolutely agree. Take out the dinosaurs. That's too much. Like, yeah. you know, take out the dog mayor also. Cause like that doesn't really, <laughs> I'm so I mean, confused about I, that. I, I, I understand taking out Oolong and Puar. Like, yes. I, I get it. I get. Okay, I love Oolong. I really. I, I, I love Oolong. But like, I. He I just understand. wants panties. He does well, he wants. want panties. He just wants panties. <laughs> yeah, that was his totally, that was, that, He saved the world because he saved the world with panties, guys. Uh, well, one pair of panties. To be fair, one pair of, pa- one pair of panties. One pair of panties. But um, I. I, I like, like I, that's the thing is like, I, I, again, don't make Dragon Ball. Make Dragon Ball Z. Like that's what everybody wanted. Um, I didn't get to watch Dragon Ball until it started coming out in DVD because I was like, because again, I, I'm younger than both you, Josiah and, and Paul. So like, they did broadcast it in the early '90s and they stopped because the Dragon was tsunami and they just showed Dragon Ball Z. And so I never actually got to watch it until 2006 when they started coming, uh, having come out in the uncensored, unrated, um, and the unedited versions of the box. He's got a whole lot of Goku dong. He's got a whole lot of dong. Yeah, you did. A lot of Goku all the time, just peeing. Yep, fishing naked, and yeah, and um, but and so like I just I don't understand why. One thing doing the fran- the part of the franchise that most people didn't know about at all, because if you talk to people about Dragon Ball, they just think Vegeta, Piccolo, and 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 uh, Big Goku and Gohan, like, and nobody ever, nobody really knew anything else. And like what you said, Paul, like, like they're they're just ask questions. Why is Piccolo mean? And that's not Piccolo as well. That's probably what they're also that's asking. One thing today, but... They tried to establish though, like that whole. Like they were thinking the sequel, and I think he's gonna have no memory and be a good guy. That's the sequel. Maybe they were so afraid <laughs> of doing Dragon Ball Z, they were like, "Listen, people may forgive us for Dragon Ball if we mess up Dragon Ball Z. They may actually come for blood." And you know what? That may have would have happened. So I'm glad they did Dragon Ball instead of Dragon Ball Z. Thing they're... is, is they didn't do Dragon Ball because yeah, all true. of these characters are too old to be in Dragon Ball. Yeah. And true. also, it's not it's not Dragon Ball. Like nothing that happens in this. The only thing did Roshi even try to use the 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 vase thing to put put him in? No. Yeah. yeah. Uba, right? Why? Yeah. There was. Why did we even have that scene? Why? It makes no sense. Like it, it would make. I don't know if there was an earlier script where they actually did what they did in the anime and like tried to trap him the same way they did the last time, and it doesn't work. Fine, but it's just like nothing. Nothing was Dragon Ball. Like they they pitched it for the ages of when they're between, and it and it just like it was this weird thing where it's just it's not either. <laughs> I don't know what they were thinking because the thing about this movie is, is like this comes from a very hardcore fan base where it's like i can't even 
even talk about why this movie is hard for me to talk about how the movie is bad because it destroys a fandom and it destroys something that I love. And, and maybe, it's, and it's not fair, I guess, like for the podcast, but also like great for the podcast because it shows why we care. But anyways, sorry, this is a little. I have a good comparison, especially for you, Josiah, because you are a huge Star Wars fan, as am I. Now, imagine if there was only like the comic books and like the books of Star Wars. And when they finally made a movie, it was the holiday special. That's what this is. I get it. I mean, I understand. And I still like Dragon Ball. I, I no, I know. But, like, but that's what I'm saying. It's, it's just <laughs> like, it's, it's, it, it felt like it destroyed, like, but can you imagine if only the holiday special came out and none of the other movies had come out? Like how much that would have destroyed any of the other movies being made. So that's why like, it's like, Oh, I would actually even say the holiday special is better than this movie because it has an animated sequence of Boba Fett and the, the goofy, really long chin Han Solo. Uh, so, B. I mean, Arthur. Like, Oh, fuck that. I don't even want to. But. Now here, I I would maybe be I would maybe be upset if the, if now let's 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 take ourselves back to as we did on our Empire Strikes Back episode. Let's take ourselves back to 1980. And I go to the theater and I'm expecting in my head to see the next episode of Star Wars, which is you know the Empire Strikes Back, which is my personal absolute single favorite movie, as we talked about at length on a different episode. And then I see the Star Wars Holiday Special. I understand how that would be unbelievably shattering. Knowing what the Star Wars special holiday special is, this TV thing that exists over here, that makes it okay. So I understand, though, if that would what would happen, that would destroy me. And understand, so when I first saw this movie, I saw it on uh, when Netflix was still on disc, and I was excited to see it. I missed it in the theaters because it was just there and gone. I had intended to see it, and like I don't remember anything about it, but I... I remember, oh, Dragon Ball now has a movie? Like, I hadn't followed it since then. But again, it was one of those things that was important to me as a kid. Like, I didn't, you know, how, I can't think of another sort of a similar allegory. But, you know, there's plenty of things that I was into as a kid that I didn't stay consistent with, but I still loved. And this is one of those things. And I still haven't ever revisited it, but it doesn't mean I don't love it. And so whenever uh, I missed it in the theaters and I was like, okay, I'll just wait till it comes out on DVD or whatever. I remember, I remember getting it from Netflix. I was so excited. I was, I think I was in grad school at the time. No, I was, it was after grads. I was married and I was like, I was home or something. It was like an afternoon. And I remember watching it. I was so excited to watch it that I like watched it in the middle of the day, stopped whatever else. I think I was working from home at the time or something. I stopped whatever I was doing to watch it. And so and then I was like, this is garbage. This isn't anything. And I'm like, did I misremember it? All these questions came up. So I experienced that with this movie. Don't get me wrong. I'm not the level of fan you guys are. But it was this seeing this movie was uh, that, as Tyler said, it was like devastating in that way. Because it's like, I, it made me question myself. Like, did I remember? Was it worse than I, you know, like, honestly, at yeah. first. And then, and then I kind of watched a, Like, Dragon Ball Z No, bad. exactly. And I kind of watched a little bit of it to, like, remind myself a few episodes. I'm like, okay, no, there was the movie that was bad. It wasn't that I was, like, young and didn't understand something. It was I, I, it I will was... admit that going back and watching Dragon Ball Z is a, is very hard. Especially if you, if, you, if you did not grow up with Dragon Ball Z, do not watch Dragon Ball Z. Drag, watch Dragon Ball Kai, please. Like, just do yourself a favor. Save yourself. And then go back I'm and watch so Dragon Ball I'm so glad Z. that you said that. Because there's so many times, especially, like, if, if I start dating somebody and they see how much I love Dragon Ball, they're like, oh, show it to me. I'm like, listen. Uh, real talk. <laughs> I know I, I love, love this. <laughs> I'm obsessed with it. But it's not going to hold up great. Like, it's really hard to get, because, like, it's that same feeling that's just, you can't get anymore of watching something on TV and you only have that one time to watch it and that was it. 
oh my God, like I would rush over to my buddy's place to, to watch this every day after school. And I remember the one time in high school, oh, that poor kid I was dating at the time. Oh, he accidentally taped or, or didn't work like the taping of it. And like legitimately the only thing that was holding me together, I'd had like such a rough week. The only thing that was holding me together is I was going to be able to go to his house and we're going to watch Dragon Ball Z. And then it didn't record. And I just had a meltdown. <laughs> it was like, everything was over. <laughs> but there's very few movies that have ruined a franchise like this hard. The only other movie that comes close to me is the spirit. Like there's oh, so fine. few, because like, there yeah. are some that are so bad, it's so much fun. Like Super Mario Brothers. I don't care who you are. I love that trash pile. <laughs> it's so much fun. I agree. It's so dumb. I love it. Monkey. But, yeah, monkey. I think we're the aliens here. Waka waka. Um, oh, but, <laughs> but this movie, it's like, it's not even a good movie. Like it falls apart after the first like five minutes. You're like, well, why, who, what, when? And yeah. There's I can't I can't think of another movie that was from a source material that was this bad. Other, like I said, the spirit is. But I still think this movie is worse. It, I also find it hilarious how Dragon Ball itself one is 167 episodes. Lots of story, lots of lots of stuff. The Piccolo saga is two seasons long of the of that. And this movie is not even an hour and a half. It's not even an hour and 26 minutes. Like and it's that's, just, that's the only thing that's no, right. <laughs> Yeah, oh, damn it, fuck. Is that going to be again? I missed it, I missed it. What did he say? Everything happened so fast. He said that's the best part of the movie. I said that's that the only thing about right. Yeah, that it was yeah. short. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, it, it's insane. And like, I've become somehow the like, Josiah, let me explain it to you, Josiah. Yeah, yeah. You, you don't, don't get it. it. I'm the conduit for everyone out there that is like not a super fan. So that's cool, yeah. that's cool. I'm but, happy to be that person. Because usually I'm the uh, super fan. <laughs> I, I think it's time for final thoughts, and so this movie just looks ugly with like the oversaturated colors. That like it reminds me a lot of uh, the Transformers movies, and uh, another franchise that like ruined my childhood because I like grew up in Transformers and loved it. That's a that's a good parallel for me actually thinking about it, Paul. Because like Transformers, like as a kid, because Paul and I, you know, a little bit older than Tyler, we were kids in the eighties. So, like, Transformers was a big deal. Those toys were a big deal. So that's a good one. What I remember when I first saw Transformers, let me, I'll let you get back to it. I don't know, but it opens with Optimus Prime, and then instantly it's just garbage. Like, it has the Optimus Prime voice, and it's amazing, and then garbage. <sighs> and then, like, instantly. I will say this. At least the first movie was entertaining. Yeah. This is not entertaining. Incoherent. The first Transformers is coherent. Like, it's coherent. Act- I under. I absolutely get what you're saying, that it didn't it wasn't Transformers. Like it didn't actually depict the cartoon that we loved, but at least you could just sit back and just be like, all right, here's a dumb movie. Like, okay, this movie, even if you try to go to your Zen place or take whatever edibles you need to do, it will never get there. Yeah. Like this movie didn't even make sense. Go ahead, Paul. Sorry. Buddy. God, I, I want to watch this movie with edibles now. <laughs> I know, it's, it's funny. You mentioned the whole Peter, like, as I heard, I was like, Oh my God, Peter Cullen, that's the original Optimus prime. And it's his voice. And it was like, Holy shit! It's it. I think they're gonna get this right. And then as soon as that after that is like complete garbage and like I was just like, oh fuck, yeah. It's just and and the sad thing is every time a new one comes out, I'm thinking, okay, this one is gonna change things. This one's gonna be better. I'll give it a chance. And then why is it like sorely disappointed? 
I did the same thing, but only for the second movie. And then I'm like, no, it's it's not going to get any better. <sighs> Yo, real bad. <laughs> Got real bad. I mean, I feel like we all know where I stand on this. Uh, the only... Yeah, Ava. <laughs> for ruining my soul. Um, <laughs> again, to me, the only good thing that came out of this movie, for me personally, was being part of... Uh, uh, Dragon Ball Light of Hope and that series because that was a huge part of my life of finally knowing that I could be as nerdy as I wanted because actually for years before that I was like all right we're just gonna hide this nerd we're just gonna nobody knows it's fine um so for me like that is the only good takeaway and then I do have hope since Disney has bought up Fox and hopefully they still have the rights because Disney is the only people that have the money and know how to take a franchise that has such a deep fandom and actually give it to the fans. Do they have, I know that it was produced by Fox, but do they have the rights to produce, you know, I'm just curious. Is they, that, I don't think um, that they've expired. I don't think they ha- it hasn't expired, but they haven't taken it up again or anything like that. So like technically they do, but they haven't done anything as far mm-hmm. as I know. Gotcha. Cause I, I did write, it was, you know, what's funny. That was one of the things that was in my notes, like, Oh, it's 20th century Fox. So like Disney owns, Disney owns that film, but do they own the I, rights to make I it? That was, Disney, that was my thought. So. If, if if Disney has access to it, like I know that they're busy trying to fix Star Wars and trying to keep going with MCU after a pandemic. But could you imagine though, like three big like franchises like this? Like you're you're hitting sci like old sci fi, and then you're hitting like well, and they have Studio Ghibli too. So like. Yeah. Wait, oh well, um, they have distribution rights, but yeah, uh, but that's right, true. But, yeah, yeah, that's very true. Um, well, kind of. I, I don't. Yeah. Oh, and Pixar, but um, like I don't know, man. Like, yeah, like, do I want to see this live action ever? Though I don't I, know. I, I don't. I, I, I'm like, happy I, with I, my I think, web series. <laughs> yeah, I think web. I, I think like the best thing is in is in it with the fans and then Toriyama. Like, I think, and I think Toriyama has said that because I know we don't want to say GT exists some of it is canon akira toriyama said some of it did carry over to super some of the stuff like kid boost some kid boost stuff did carry over which is fine they, they carry he carried over the stuff that he did like so hey good on him uh so i i think you have to look at the creator and and what what he wants and and everything because he's not like a lot of other creators out there uh dragon ball is an international success like it is it, it is a huge thing i know um through a lot of friends who have told me and i have people i've met through the year it is unbelievably big in south america uh in mexico in south america dragon ball z is just still king huge. It's supreme there it was is... there's people who did our uh did dubs for our series and we were getting like that's actually when i found out that it was going to be in like around the world is i got emails or, or messages from people in brazil who were like hey so just so you know we did the thing and it sounds great and it was great to hearing like the, the woman who did my voice and she's so like mm, and she had such a voice I'm like oh <laughs> when i went to when i went to brazil they had dragon ball z stuff at like like places that you just wouldn't expect it like i'm not I, you know it, it's 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 ungodly big still today, and and and, and it's so funny because there was a huge hiatus from like like from after GT I think like ninety eight all the way till Super was in two thousand what fourteen. So yeah. like and like I mean that's a huge gap, and it's still like the like the biggest thing. Anyway, so uh, I, I digress. Like, no, there was there was something in that gap in two thousand nine. There was a movie called Dragon Ball Evolution. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> Not about that movie. <laughs> but um so like i think with with uh my final thought i guess I, I, i'll i'll i'm glad this movie exists 
Uh, I'm glad this movie exists. I think it got wide audiences and normal casual moviegoers to finally maybe be like, hmm, should I should I see this? Should I look into this? Like, I feel like people... Emily, I'm a dig-dong anymore movies. Hmm. Because a lot of the casual audiences did grow up. Like, a lot of our age did grow up with Dragon Ball Z. And I think that them this movie doing so poorly was such a huge IP. Uh, like... I, I think it kind of maybe is, is a good thing, but I think it kind of like made people maybe a little bit more aware of where they spend their money on. Because, again, they just watched Iron Man, a, a superhero that a lot of people don't know who he is, um, have his own movie. And then Batman just like the, the summer before. And then this summer was like Superman and Hulk. Like, I understand that it looked like crap in the trailers and everything like that. But I remember this thing being marketed a lot. And the fact that it tanked, maybe that's like a good thing and a blessing in disguise. It's just like, listen, don't do this. But of course, they did it the next year with Avatar Last or with The Last Airbender. So, what do I know? But uh, my final thought is that this is an absolutely terrible movie that I watched three times this week. I watched it the first time when I was working and I just mostly listened to it. And then I watched it again. And I was like, okay, like I, I'm I'm seeing all the, th- the problems that I definitely need to talk about and that, that, that anger me. And then I watched it again before this recording again. And yeah, it, it is aggravating, but also like so funny of like, it's not funny. It's bad. It's not like the room. It's just, it's so funny because this is clearly something that nobody cared about at all. Like in the writing room or anything that they're just like, yeah, we're going to do this to keep the IP. Anyway. Yeah. So my final thought is this is a whole mash of something that I think wasn't the end of entertainment. However, it did really really damage a fandom and a and a fantastic fan uh, franchise and luckily that damage was mostly only here in america and nowhere else i want to go to josiah because you got a chill when you mentioned uh, <laughs> that you had to watch this movie so many times like, oh, oh. No, three times it's uh, this this movie took me like three different sittings to get through it i just couldn't consistently uh but i only watched it once fortunately um so i think uh Kind of, uh, I guess my final thoughts here would be like jumping off of what Tyler said. It's and it's interesting because when you think about it, uh, in terms of the fan base, this movie, uh, the before it came out, the fans obviously knew this wasn't going to be a true Dragon Ball movie, and it didn't look like one. And it's so I think that what then happens is the marketing people who clearly made this movie said, here's the, like Paul said, here's the grocery list of things we need in an, in a superhero type movie with martial arts action in it. Here's the things we need. You go get those things for us and we'll make money on this thing. And they didn't even do that. Like not even, you know, they didn't break the, you know, like, like I said, $9 million in the United States. So like that alone, but that said, I think then you have those marketing people that then misinterpret what's happening. They see this failed movie and therefore this franchise has no legs because it's a bad movie, but it's a bad movie. It has nothing to do with the franchise. So then the marketing people say it's it's a dead franchise. We can't do anything with it. I think you can. I don't know that like we, you know, we discussed who could do it, all those things. There's something there because I, I, I was into it a long time ago. Like I said, it didn't carry over the way it did for you, all of you guys, but it was there at engagement. I would every Sunday, every Sunday morning, I would rush to get my newspapers delivered so I could get home to watch it. 
because I just had to see whatever the next episode, what was going to happen, all that. And, you know, it was always, it was great about the cliffhangers in those, in those shows. They were great about that to get you coming back. Next yeah. time on Dragon Ball Z. <laughs> Next yeah. time on Dragon Ball Z. <laughs> but my real final thought is, which we didn't, Paul touched on it a little bit. We didn't talk about it. It's just a bad movie. Take away the fact that it's a Dragon Ball movie. It's not well made. It's not well performed, even by good actors. It's not well, uh, uh edited. edited. It's not yeah, well like edited. it doesn't make sense. It's, <laughs> the CGI was really, really, really poor. Then the fighting wasn't well choreographed and nothing about it worked. Like we didn't talk about that. So it's just a bad movie in and of itself. Yeah. Like, and that's the thing that's like, we were venting the, the mostly the fan frustration from you guys, as opposed to just acknowledging. I feel like I mentioned it being just a straight up bad movie. I think we didn't talk about why. You know what I mean? We didn't go into like why. Like Paul mentioned like the cinematography. Do we need to? And how it's just an ugly movie to look at. I'm just saying though that getting to my sort of uh, uh you know climax here in the point we, after i'm watching the movie judy my wife joined me for just the end of it and she hadn't seen it and and at the end she's just like you know she's watching like maybe the last 10 minutes or something and she's like eh. i'm like yeah and this is this is probably the best part in some ways and she goes well is it really that bad i said yeah she's like well like is it bad that you like watching i said no that's the problem it's not even bad enough to be entertaining it's just bad yeah no it's 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 so yeah. that's that's it yeah i mean this movie's just a just a really bad movie and uh you know it's it's watching this movie is never been as frustrating as like buying an ikea desk and then it misses it's missing parts so you can't really complete the whole desk you know it's just like this too little be leg here if, it'd be better if you if you bought an ikea desk but then what you got was a, a shelf that didn't even have all the parts like that's what it feels like because it's not it doesn't even have yeah, a yeah, desk like, like it's just it's just like incomplete and like it's and that's the thing it's like what do we even say about this incomplete thing that i didn't even expect like i can't find anything to make fun of or you know there's like no joy in this movie and it's not entertaining in any way um and I feel like uh, this whole movie is just made by committee. Like they're like, "Hey, Transformers, let's make it look like Transformers." Shia LaBeouf's in high school. Let's make it oversaturated colors, and you know, let's have a bully because Transformers had a bully. Oh, and, and like you know, it's just like all these different things um, that just like really don't work. And uh, you know, oh, you can shit on Michael Bay, but his cinematographer is actually. Are really, I mean, his his movies look fine. Like, look I'm sorry, he's, you he's just can't see them because there's like, an edit every one and a half seconds. But yeah, they look fine. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's and so I think that the most frustrating thing is that uh, for a lot of fans is that we love this 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 franchise. Like, we love Dragon Ball Z, and we see the potential for it, and we see what can become of it, and uh, we hope that one day somebody like a John Favreau or Dave Filoni or Kevin Feige will take the reins and really elevate this, this, this beautiful thing that we, we love and really take hold of it and make it like, I don't know, like the MCU because there's like, you know, honestly um, I look at Iron Man, like before I saw Iron Man, I didn't give a shit about Iron Man or Tony Stark. I never read any one of the comics. Yeah. I was not into Guardians it. Guardians of the Galaxy? Who, who knew about that? that? I knew only Rocket as the only one I knew because of Marvel vs. Capcom. I read Guardians of the Galaxy forever, but I didn't care about Iron Man. I'm with you on that. I I was always in the Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah. Not that I'm like not that I'm like hip. <laughs> let me let me just finish my point. So I watched Iron Man and loved it. 
and loved it and like became a fan of the MCU since then. And so, you know, I'm hoping that one of these days that that's, that happens, you know, that somebody that really loves and is passionate about Dragon Ball Z, like takes the reins and, and, and makes, makes like a whole series of movies out of this. Cause there's like so much potential there for like something really great. And, uh, so that's the thing. I think that's what a lot uh, the reason why we're so upset is because there's so much potential there. And it's it's just such a missed opportunity. And this movie is so bad that it destroys any other opportunities for anybody to make like, you know, a high budget film like this. Um because I bet you I bet you at some point there was a Taika Waititi who said, "Hey, I would love to do Dragon Ball." And then they were told no because, "Hey, remember that Dragon Ball Evolution movie?" It's, it's, it doesn't have any legs. So why are we going to invest millions of dollars in this franchise if we know we're going to lose money? There have been, there have been a bunch of, of really good directors over the years who said, we want to make Dragon Ball, but they're not making it. Like, like uh, again, some of these websites still exist, but no, it, Dragon Ball has been still talked about for a live-action movie, like, constantly. People, like, a lot of people got into film, especially in animation nowadays, because of Dragon Ball, like it's it still was an influence for him, just like a cure. The reason would. we have thirty four million views of our first episode, like people go crazy for it. I, I, I can just see like a lot of people probably wanting to do it, but you're right in the studio just being like, "Yeah, no." Do you not remember Evolution? Yeah. <laughs> so I yeah. left on that. And, and yeah. it's such a high profile failure that you know it it, it makes it a hard sell. And I, I think like I hear all the time like Steven Spielberg's trying to make this or. You know, Wachowskis are trying to make this, and they're they're unsuccessful. And you know, it's like, you know, just because they have that clout and that expertise doesn't mean that that thing's going to get made. That they have like the, you know, like even like um, look at Halo, Halo. look at Halo, Peter Jackson, Halo. Peter Spielberg, Jackson. Neil Blomkamp, like everybody was working on Halo, and it's still nothing yet. <laughs> yeah, so I, I just that's the thing that's upsetting is that um, you know, there's this franchise that I really love and I grew up with and this came out you know what i think people need to realize is that if you do something right and you, and you respect the franchise it could bring new people in and it, and it could become a profitable thing it could be you know like this had the potential to be like an mcu style like series of movies and if you respect your fans and respect the franchise like, you can bring those people in and uh so and i feel like what i love about the mcu is that before that I feel like uh, a lot of creators didn't res- didn't respect the franchise or didn't respect, you know, like it was. I mean, Spider Man Two. At, at this point, franchises were building and franchises were being destroyed. Spider Man Three, X Men. Yeah, it's like, like it was a weird it, it period. Really, it was really they, they really test the waters, but um, but yeah, they just yeah, it wasn't until Kevin Feige he really like changed things, and uh, I think it's something that you really really should acknowledge. I think we're all right, and I think that this movie is all wrong, and uh, I love every single one of you, and I'm sure that our audience also loves every single one of you. So why don't you guys tell us where they can find more of you, and we'll start with our guest. Oh, okay. Well, on all social media, I keep it really simple. I'm just Rue underscore Thompson, so whether it's Instagram, Twitter, I supposedly have joined TikTok. We'll see about that. Uh, but then if you want to see me doing anything live, uh, I work for Aftershock Comics. I'm the senior retailer relationship. Uh, relations manager for them and so i do videos twice a week talking about all the comic books so if you follow aftershock comics 
you'll see me there as well. You can find me at Josiah is right. W R I T E. Right. W R I T E. Ah. Oh man. I'm, I'm, how's that, how's that spelling going? Check the description oh. below. <laughs> we're, we're, we're ending right now. Josiah is right on, uh, check out his YouTube uh, channel and also follow him on Instagram and a bunch of other stuff. He is awesome. Paul, where can they find you? Uh, you can find me on Instagram at uh, arcadeblackfire.com. Yeah, wait, <laughs> I'm sorry, arcadeblackfire with a Y. Thanks for listening in. You can check out all of our shows and offerings on thegrangegathering.com. We we have articles, nine other podcasts for you to enjoy, and so much more. I also stream on Twitch. Our music has been provided by Carlisle Loren. Follow us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and all this stuff. Have a wonderful week. Please wear a mask. We'll see you next season, and... What's on the silver screen? I got some takes you wouldn't believe. Grand Geek Gathering